Welcome to season two of Sorting Pen, the California Cattlemen's podcast. Every day, the California Cattlemen's Association is sorting through the issues impacting California's ranching families and producers. To communicate those issues, discuss solutions, and keep ranchers current on the hot topics, CCA leadership developed this podcast. It's madness, and I'm not talking about March Madness, even though many of you, including Kirk Wilbur, our Vice President of Government Affairs, are very tuned into watching the tournament, and Kirk's watching his alma mater, Gonzaga. I'm not talking about March Madness, but good luck, Kirk, and go Zags. No, the madness we're talking about today is that of understanding and following all the requirements and regulations for ranching in California. All of the rules and requirements ranchers and feeders and business owners in general have to follow can be definitely overwhelming at time and that's something CCA is well aware of. The good news is if you're a cattle producer feeling stressed out about complying with regulations or laws, you can hopefully walk away from this episode feeling a little bit better about knowing you have support. About a year ago, the Ranchers Technical Assistance Program was created. If you haven't heard of RTAP yet, it's a free regulatory assistance program for all cattle ranchers provided by the California Cattlemen's Foundation and funded by the California Cattle Council. Jack Rice and Noah Lopez of Western Resource Strategies, LLC, are the two who run RTAP and have been providing the best technical assistance possible to cattle producers over the last year. If this is your first episode of Sorting Pen, I'm super glad you joined in because today joining me is Noah Lopez. Welcome, Noah. Hi, thanks for having me. Noah, welcome back to the podcast. I know it's been a couple months since we had you on, but you are on only our second episode. Noah's been a great addition to the support team available to California cattle ranchers. Uh, before joining Western Resource Strategies and starting to work on this program, he worked several years in production agriculture and related businesses. And we're super happy to have him on the podcast today. And we're happy to have him helping with RTAP. Like I mentioned, you were on only our second episode of Sorting Pen in season one. So it's good to have you back um, about seven months later. In addition to that, like I mentioned earlier, we're almost at a year of RTAP. So I wanted to start out, you and Jack have been working on a lot of issues since it started last April. One of the reasons I really wanted to talk to you today is to talk through uh, the State Water Resource Control Board's recent changes to the due date for water measurement and use reporting. Each spring and fall, CCA staff and officers head out on the road to local associations. And I know you've been busy. I think you were at two meetings alone this week, making that rounds on the spring tour. And this has been a popular subject that's been brought up during the Q&A portion of those meetings. Can you explain kind of what this regulation is, just as a reminder, and who is affected by these changes from the State Water Board? Well, recently changing SD88 was SD155. And what SD155 did is it changed the reporting period and the reporting due date. So let's start with the reporting period. Previously, diverters reported on the calendar year, that's January through December. And that 12 month period was what was accounted for in the month or in the annual report. That has now changed. Now reporters are going to report on the water year and the water year is October through September of the following year. However, this year, 2021 is kind of a transition year in which reporters are going to report on a nine month stub period. And this period is going to be from January through September of 2021. So when we report on 21, we're reporting this year in 2022. That's not the only thing that SB 155 changed. SB 155 also changed the reporting due date. So previously reports for those with water right licenses were due April 1st. And for those with statements were due July 1st. That has now been consolidated to one date. 
And again, this year is kind of a transition year. So in 2022, all water use reports, regardless of water right type, are going to be due April 1st. If you're listening to this right now and haven't filled out a water use report for 2021, you have a couple of weeks left to do it. Next year and all subsequent years, starting 2023, all reports will be due February 1st, regardless of water right type. And so really those are the, the key changes to SB 88. The reporting period has changed as well as the reporting due date. Okay, so really the most important thing to note is the date change. So for this year, it's April 1st? Correct. April 1st, all water use reports are due. So let's focus on that. It will change again in 2023. And when will it be then? It will be February 1st in 2023. Okay, great. So on that, what other questions regarding SB 88 have you been getting? Is that mainly the big one people are concerned about? Is the date change or are there any other changes that producers should know about? Well, a question I've received a few times has been regarding whether or not reporting is required, even if your diversion is non-existent or zero. So unfortunately, we're facing another year of drought here in California, and many diverters just aren't diverting this year. The water isn't available or they think they're tailed. However, diverters are still required to fill out those annual reports, even if they are not diverting. So a report that reports zero diversion, as well as a data file that contains that zero diversion is still required by the state water board. Okay, that's a really good point because I could see how you had zero. It'd feel like, oh, I don't have to do anything. I have zero. But you're saying right. that even if you have zero water, you have to fill it out. Correct. They, they still want to see that annual report or statement. Any other big questions that you've been getting on this? Have you been out on the road? Yeah, I think there's just a, a lot of, still a lot of confusion around the reporting requirements, the different device accuracy requirements, the frequency of the reporting how to go into ERIMS, that's the, the platform that the state water board uses to submit the data and actually how to report it. Um, we recently did a webinar that kind of went through some of those questions. And so if people have questions, they can either reach out to us or they can watch the webinar. And I think Katie said she'll put the link in the description for the webinar, but it seems like there's it's a complicated piece of regulation and there's always questions. So. If you have questions, please reach out. Yeah, definitely. Like Noah said, I'll put that link directly to the webinar. Um, it was just about a month ago, I think. And Noah and Jack did a great job. Noah led the webinar and then Jack helped answer questions. So if you did have a question pop up during this, um, like Noah said, feel free to watch that webinar or I'll also link Noah's contact information in the podcast description so you can easily reach out to him. Noah, I know in addition to SB88, you've worked on a lot of other issues, as I mentioned. Um, what are the few of the issues recently other than water that you've been helping producers with lately? Well, uh, I'm glad you are allowing me to continue with the water issues because unfortunately, there's a lot of those in California, especially with a, a second year of drought. Uh, we've seen curtailments from the state water board be reissued and those require a response. And so as those curtailments are, are being reissued, we've had producers reach out to find out if their water rights were curtailed. You can go online to the State Water Board's website and, and search your water right to find out, or you can just contact us and we can do that work for you. But other than that, issues that seem like they come up over and over again um, that are not related to water. Uh, a couple examples of those are vehicle and transportation regulation. It seems like that's an issue that constantly, it seems like that's an issue that creates a lot of confusion. There's a, a long list of transportation regulations and Something as simple as putting a flatbed on your pickup requires permitting and licensing. And so it's been 
that's an issue where we've seen a lot of outreach. That's an issue where we've seen a lot of questions arise. Yeah, transportation and water are always going to be big ones. What are some of the ones you've helped producers with over maybe the last year? Uh, maybe you have a good example of one that's kind of outside of what producers might know to contact RTAP for. Yeah, for sure. RTAP focuses mainly on regulatory issues, but we've also been able to help on kind of other business and environmental issues. And a great example of one of those issues is Prop 19. For those who aren't familiar, Prop 19 changed the inheritance tax. And it's been something that a lot of California ranchers are grappling with as they look at passing on the family ranch. And so we've done a lot of research into Prop 19. There's still a lot of vagaries, but we've gathered some information and been able to help producers get in touch with people who might be able to help them further beyond the scope of RTAP. So in addition to that, um, I think something that's really important to know is something RTAP can also help with is if you've been impacted by wildfire, uh, maybe you lost some land, grazing lands, RTAP can help point you in the right direction of wildfire assistance programs. Have you done any work on that in the last year, Noah? I'm sure that you have considering the amount of unfortunate acres that burned last year. But yeah, tell us a little bit about working with producers on that issue. Yeah, unfortunately, we've had producers reach out after wildfire and just want to know what their options are for assistance programs and disaster relief programs. So we put together information specific to the locations and the, the situations of those producers and then help get them in touch with the appropriate contacts, whether that be FSA officers or NRCS people. But that's something we can definitely do. So far in the last year, this is kind of a strange question, but out of all the issues you've worked on, what's been your favorite to work on so far? What's been the most interesting to you? I probably have two answers. Uh, the easy answer is to say water issues. Personally, that's something I'm really interested in, and I enjoy helping producers understand the compliance requirements that they face. We've also had some interesting questions that are just kind of a fun break from the normal everyday routine. And so one good example of, uh, example of that is researching agritourism laws. Uh, we had a producer reach out who was interested in looking into agritourism. We kind of compiled land use requirements and permitting requirements, and we're able to help them explore that opportunity for their ranch. What other water issues do you expect to work on this year, knowing that we're going to be in the drought? What are you expecting to come up this year? Well, I think continued curtailment questions and curtailment responses is going to be something we're going to see, unfortunately, and we're prepared to, uh, to help people respond to curtailments, understand what curtailments actually mean. Uh, we've also helped a couple producers understand Sigma as Sigma is implemented across the state, especially in critically overdrafted basins. We've had producers reach out and just help them understand what the process looks like and where they can find information. Now being a year in, Noah, what advice do you have for producers reaching out? If they want to reach out to RTAP and they haven't yet, maybe they just don't know how to reach out. Do they have to come prepared for anything? Um, it's important to note that you don't have to be a member of CCA to reach out to RTAP. You don't have to be a member of any association to reach out to RTAP. It's at no cost to all cattle producers. But if producers call you up, what are some of the materials or information that you'd like to have? I know it's probably dependent on the issue, but just general advice after a year of this, what is the best way for producers to reach out? I think it greatly depends on the situation. But one thing I would say is that picking up the phone and reaching out is the best place to start. Even if you don't know if your question is something we can work with, chances are, even if it's not a regulatory question, we can find somebody who can answer your question. And that's really what we're here to do. We're here to help. And so even if you don't really know what your question is or where to even start, just get pick up the phone, give us a call, send us an email, 
and we can get on the path to answering your question. Thanks, Noah. I know on the California Cattlemen's Foundation's website, there's a whole list of ideas, of questions that you can call with. But like Noah said, don't be hesitant if you think your question's out of the box. It may not be too far out of the box. And if not, uh, Noah and Jack aren't just going to leave you hanging. They'll hopefully try to point you at least in the right direction to get you started on that. Noah, thanks so much for joining me. I just want to reiterate one more time, Noah, what is the deadline change for SB88? So April 1st this year, all water use reports are due regardless of license or statement. Okay, so you got about two weeks. So hopefully Noah and Jack will be hearing from you or hopefully all of you have already done it and you don't even need to listen to this episode. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining me, Noah. We'll be back in two weeks. I teased a little bit earlier this season, actually at the very beginning of this season, that I'd be speaking with CCA's contract lobbyist, Jason Bryant, about some of the redistricting changes that are going to impact the California legislature and just the huge turnover that is happening in the legislature in the next couple of years. So you won't want to miss that. Jason Bryant will be with me and we'll be talking through that and some of the other important things that are happening in Sacramento that you should be aware of. Thanks for listening. 